just trying to see what everyone's doing. But then at the, at the end of the day, just making your own. Um, a lot of, a lot of people, you know, try and be copycat and that's fine. But at the end of the day, you know, you gotta, you gotta make sure that your brand is out there. And whenever you see a piece come out from USC, you got to recognize our colors. You got to recognize our font. You got to recognize that that's, you know, that's an SC logo, you know? So, um, while it's cool to see what the entire country is doing, I think it's really unique to have, you know, your own theme, your own brand, your own, you know, calling card when it comes to, you know, what you're about. What is going on, everyone? This is your host, Alex Brown, and I want to thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Up Close in Personnel. If you're new to the show and like what you hear, don't forget to hit the subscribe button, rate the show, and share it with someone you know. And in the words of the great Pat McAfee, if you don't like what you hear, just pretend it never happened and keep it moving. But seriously, this has become one of my favorite things to do. Remember to send in any questions to the show via our official website page, upcloseinpersonnel.com, or email us at upcloseinpersonnel at gmail.com. With that, I'd like to intro this week's guest, Trey Johnson. Trey Johnson is from Chattanooga, Tennessee. We talk about that a little bit in his background as a Tennessee volunteer. That's where he got his start, and that's where he went for undergrad and his master's, working under Bob Welton, who now heads up Alabama's recruiting staff. Trey you know, was a part of recruiting staff that helped turn Tennessee into a juggernaut in recruiting from top 25 class in 2013 to a top 10 in 2014, top five in 2015, and another top 15 in 2016, before he took those lessons and transferred those over to Liberty where he took his first director of player personnel job. We talked a little bit about the differences between SEC running your own program at a group of five and now where he is currently at at USC as their director of scouting and recruiting strategy. This episode, we talk about the recruiting strategy and tactics involved in the process and how to come up with a game plan for specific recruits. Trey's passion for recruiting is obvious, but the attention to detail is what stood out to me most. It was another fun episode to be a part of, and I'd like to now introduce our guest, Trey Johnson from USC. Just hit a button, Morty. Give me a beat. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Um. Trey, welcome to the show. What's going on, man? Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, you know it's it's uh, it's funny how kind of our paths crossed years ago. Bob Merritt, guy that I worked for, you had a chance yeah. to work for, and you know just getting a chance to meet you at the convention. You've kind of uh, traveled a lot, bounced around yeah. from SEC to Liberty to now USC yeah. and across the country. And I'm excited to hear kind of more about what you've learned across those steps. But how challenging has this time period been for you? I know you're you're back home in Tennessee, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, um, originally started our spring break, you know, um, when all this stuff was going on and, uh, came back and, you know, our staff, you know, we, we have, you know, quite a few new guys on staff this season and, um, whether it's Alaska or Texas or, you know, me back home in Tennessee, we actually had another guy, uh, come back to Nashville. Um, we were all kind of scattered across the country for about a month, month and a half. And people started, you know, trickling back to LA, but, um, you know, with everything going on, going on in LA right now and, you know, kind of still on lockdown. I actually came back 
uh, to Tennessee recently. So um, I'll be back here, you know, seeing some family and uh, saying what's up to friends and uh, eventually get back to L.A. at the uh, end of June. That's good. And I think that the silver lining is that you probably would have never gotten that family time. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and, you know, as as difficult times this is and how sad it is, you know, across the country, even the world, it is really neat to see, you know, all the things that are coming out of this, you know, um, I'm not sure if you've been, you know, keeping up uh, with us on social media, but we've been doing a lot of things with coaches and players, you know, just showing, you know, their faces without a helmet on, you know, um, showing the coaches, you know, at home with their wives and, and, and their kids, you know, doing cooking videos. And we actually had a cook-off contest with our, uh, with our players, but, you know, um, even just staff wise, you know, just being home, uh, having, you know, three meals a day or, you know, going out to the park or, you know, whatever it is with their families. Um, this is, it, it definitely feels like you're stealing time right now. You know, I, uh, I was talking to a, um, a mom the other day and she had uh, this mom of a recruit and she was actually saying, you know, she, she has four kids and three of them are in college. And she honestly said, you know, she didn't know another time that she was going to get, you know, 70 plus days with her entire family under one roof again. So, you know, there is, there is definitely a silver lining to this and, you know, just making the most of it. What's the, what's the one thing you have to do every day now? Is it, is it reading, working out? Is it like, what's the, the one thing in your daily schedule now, non-football related that you got to get out of the way? Non-football related. Um, probably, probably going for a walk. Um, yeah. I've been, uh, I've been going on walks and uh, runs with, uh, with my roommates back in LA um and then at home uh my mom uh recently got you know a puppy and we've been we've been taking it on walks so uh that's that's been interesting but um i got I also got a young brother who's going to be a junior in high school next year so uh hanging out with him playing ball um you know just being outside um enjoying enjoying the sun and um you know every everyone's cooped up indoors so you know if, if you uh if you can go on a walk you know say what's up to the neighbors you know do stuff that you normally wouldn't do um you know that's always that's always a huge plus and definitely staying active because, you know, it's so easy, you know, to get caught up and, you know, have a long work day. And then all of a sudden, you know, Hey, there's Netflix. Hey, Hey, there's, you know, uh, maybe a rerun of a 1987 football game on. So, you know, that's, that's, that's always cool, but you know, that's something that you can do when everyone's back in the office and, you know, being at home with family, you know, have an opportunity to go out and try new foods, you know, where you live um, is also a cool, cool thing that I picked up on, whether it's coffee shop or, you know, just, restaurants that are still opening you know doing order order to go so there's been there's been a couple things i've been trying to do to stay busy no and i think like it's so easy to let your day just run you especially like when we get into the grind of like football season and you're in the office early and you don't leave till it's late because things just happen and like this is the only time you'll have to where you can manage your own schedule and like you can make it as productive as you want it like i'm with you on the running and jogging like it's been awesome. Like I haven't been outside this much in God knows how long, Yeah. but, um, I heard the, the, uh, they call you big shot Trey is, and it's, 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 it's not from downtown. It's you're, you're more of a mid range guy, right? <laughs> yeah. Something, something like that. You know, we got, you got, a uh, uh, Gavin Morris, uh, always has fun with that. Um, and then, uh, uh, Graham Harrell and, uh, team Texas, um, they always, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not the best basketball player in the world, but you know, um, I, I definitely, you know, have a spot on the court where, Hey, if I get it, there's no one on me, man. 
I'm shooting it. So uh, it's fun. But um, I, I actually originally got that nickname, you know, uh, whenever Graham Harrell got hired and JDB and Seth Deggie came in and uh, we were just watching film and um, there's a, there's an issue uh, with the Wi-Fi in the, uh, in the offensive room. So um, I kind of brought in my laptop and, you know, just did some digging and, you know, found out how it, how it works. And uh, from there, they just called me, you know, big shot Trey and kind of went over to the basketball court. Gavin Morris has fun with this. So it's a, it's a, it's a fun little name. That's awesome. So who, who is, who is the best, who's the best basketball player on staff? Oh man. Uh, that's difficult, man. I mean, we got, we got a lot of ballers, man. Every, every single day at noon, we're going and playing. Um, you got, uh, Graham's, you know, he can, he can definitely hold his own. Deggy is super competitive. JDB is a sniper, man. He, he hits everything from out outside. Uh, Gavin Morris likes to tell everybody he's the best in the world, but you know, he's probably the best in the world at calling his own fouls. Um, Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> uh, he's, he's good though. He, uh, he likes to have fun with it. Uh, uh, Drew Fox, very good ball handles. Um, you know, he's, he's fast, man. Uh, Brett RC, Casey, um, those, those guys, you know, former football players. So, I mean, they're, they're tall athletic. So it's, it's, it's fun, man. We, we have a lot of fun at noon ball. And I think you gotta have that. Cause like the, the way like a staff gels together and like, connects like it makes it so oh, yeah. much easier like when recruits are there like just to kind of like engage people and you know make it feel like a home environment because it's because it's, it's real you know what I mean like yeah. every day you're spending time with those guys so uh, I just want to go ahead and get started and, and kind of ask you the the five questions that I ask everyone so you know you had a chance to work at Tennessee and we'll talk about that as far as some of the things that you've learned from guys like Bob Welton and, and Bob Merrick yeah. we talked about but um, obviously at Liberty and now at USC, you've, you've seen a ton of different position coaches and head coaches. Right. Who, what would you say makes somebody a good recruiter? Man, that's just, that's hard to answer, you know, just because there's so many things that go into recruiting and um, just knowing the person um, is probably, you know, a good place to start. Uh, just knowing the background of that person that you're recruiting, you know, there's, uh, there's definitely some kids that, you know, go to a school and they want to do 18 photo shoots and, you know, there's, uh, there's kids that want to go one time and do a photo shoot and, you know, maybe they want to bring a little brother and mom to put on a jersey. So um, you, you got to know the background of the person you're recruiting. And, you know, um, also uh, one of the more important things that I've learned, you know, stepping stone from Liberty to USC um, was, you know, just identifying the champion, you know, who is helping the kid make that decision. Uh, that's probably been, you know, the number one thing that I've learned the last two years um, was just identifying, you know, who's helping the kid, you know, uh, for example, if you bring a mom and dad in on a visit and they're kind of tuned out the entire time and, you know, we're doing academic presentation or taking tour and they're just kind of on the phones, not really paying attention. And, you know, at the end of the day, Coach Elton's, you know, having a meeting with the entire family and the mom saying, um, you know, what, whatever the son is happy with and the dad saying, you know, I'm staying out of it, you know, it's the kid's decision. Well, you probably need to find, you know, who's actually helping the kid, you know, who's he leaning on, uh, whether that's, you know, the assistant, assistant strength staff uh, coach um, at that high school, or maybe it's a, you know, um, an older brother that takes him, you know, to workouts every single day. Um, you know, that's always a huge thing. Um, and then, you know, at the end of the day, just be yourself, just, uh, you know, be genuine, just, you know, be true to who you are. Um, you know, if you, uh, if you try and bring in a kid that doesn't fit what your program stands for culture wise, uh, you know, what your, what your head coach is speaking um, to the team and what, what we're trying to sell, you know, it's just not going to work out. 
you know, coach, coach Gill said all the time, you know, don't, don't fit a piece of the puzzle into a slot that's not going to fit. You know, you're not going to try and fit, you know, a triangle into one square, you know, something like that. So um, at the end of the day, you know, just, you know, find the guys that fit your program and find the guys that are going to stay and help you, you know, on and off the field. And if it doesn't work out, you know, it doesn't work out, you know, and that's probably better for the kid in your program in the long run if, if the guy doesn't sound with you. Yeah, I like the thing that you were talking about. What are the interactions of the people that they've brought with them to the visit and yeah. like actively not just listening to what they say, but just talk about what are some things that you look for when a kid comes on campus with their parents or with their uncle? Yeah. What, are you, what are you looking for that kind of gives you some triggers on, okay, maybe he's, he's leaning more this way or, or that way as far as who he's relying on? Yeah, um, I, think, I think it's, it's probably multiple visits. Um, that's kind of the beauty of being in LA. You know, you're going to have a five-star down the street every single year. You know, you're, you're going to have a commit, you know, on campus, you know, probably 10 times. So I think you really get to know the family. You really get to know what the kid's all about. You know, there's, there's definitely the, the easy um, things you look for, whether it's, you know, a kid makes eye contact with you or, you know, all the little things, you know, um, whether he's interested, you know, just on his phone the entire time or he wants to go to practice and actually learn. He wants to sit in, in a position meeting room. But, you know, you can also, you know, just see the people that he's around. Uh, who does he bring twice on a visit? Who does he bring, you know, who, who does he want, you know, on a Zoom call with them? Um, you know, whenever you're on a Zoom call and the head coach is, you know, going and, um, you know, let's just say it lasts 45 minutes, you know, are the parents, you know, still in it? You know, is dad just over there on the couch eating, you know, dinner? Or, uh, you know, is uh, is mom, you know, into it? Is she just dozing off? Or, you know, um, does he have a sister right next to him taking notes? asking the head football coach questions, um, just little things like that. Um, and I think also, um, you know, it can even be, you know, who brings the kids on visits, you know, whether yeah. that's, you know, a trainer or uh, maybe it's not the head football coach, but assistant coach, um, his position coach at high school, um, seven on seven, you know, whatever it is. Um, so I think, you know, just picking up who, who really has the kid's ear um, and who, who he's leaning on. Um, but you know, that's, that's definitely going to take some time. That's not going to be a first phone call. It's going to be, you know, a couple phone calls, a couple visits, um, you know, just identifying who the champion is. Yeah. And even beyond that kind of sounds like, you know, that web of influence, like who else influences them and kind of knowing the, yeah. knowing how that stacks up. I think that's awesome. Who would you say is the best recruiter you've been around and why? That's, that's actually probably really easy for me, but I'm also going to add someone else. Um, got two for you. Uh, First and foremost, I mean, by far the easiest one is Gavin Morse. He is the best recruiter I've ever seen. And for a lot of people, they know Gavin just, you know, of all the guys he's pulled in the last couple of years. He's not even a full-time coach for it for us, but, you know, he's actually been on the road just because we've had some turnover. So uh, the past three or four years, Gavin's been on the road and made really good connections and signed a ton of kids. Um, and then the other one is Dante Williams. I uh, haven't had a whole lot of time with Dante. He just got in with us, but – He's, he's unbelievable. Both of them kind of understand the situation better than anyone, um, kind of along the lines of identifying a champion. I mean, they know, you know, exactly who they need to target and what they need to do to get the kid. Um, you know, just talking about Gavin, you know, he, Gavin gets along with everybody. Um, he knows every single person on campus. He, he might not remember everyone's name, but um, he, he has, you know, a ton of connections, whether that's helping us out with, you know, uh, tickets on game days or, you know, resolving a situation on the team or, 
uh, even needing help with, you know, uh, to get something done for a donor event, you know, whatever it is, Gavin's awesome. Um, he, he definitely uses his contacts, uh, not only for our team, but also to get, you know, the true, true background of a kid. You know, maybe, maybe uh, already touched on this earlier, but maybe you got a head football coach who's, you know, 80 years old and doesn't really do the whole recruiting scene anymore. So um, Gavin, you know, reaches out to, you know, whoever it is that's going to, you know, help help take these kids to game days or anything. And, you know, um, definitely hears rumors of, you know, decommitments or commitments or, you know, whatever it is, you know, two weeks before it happens. So G- Gavin's awesome, awesome with that. Um, truthful, honest, just being genuine. Uh, re- recruits definitely know when you're fake. And if, if they don't know it when you're offering the kid on the phone, they're going to know it when it comes, you know, February, December, when they're signing on the line. So um, Gavin, Gavin's definitely awesome when it comes to that. He's just always true to himself. And then uh, kind of was talking about Dante is absolutely incredible uh, with, with what's, you know, going on behind the scenes um, along the same lines, you know, he, he knows who's real and who isn't. And kids also know uh, who's real and who isn't. Dante's definitely a real man. He, uh, he's not afraid to go across the country and, you know, get the top DB, get the top defense lineman, um, because he knows at the end of the day that he's going to outwork that person. Dante's relentless, man. It's, it's sun up to sun down. The guy is texting the guy is getting kids on the phone. I've, I've only been with him a couple months, but I mean, he is unbelievable. I've never seen a guy that's relentless every single day, day in, day out. He is like getting kids on the phone, communicating, uh, getting the head coach involved, coming with ideas. Um, you know, once again, our social media stuff, you know, we've been filtering videos and graphics through Dante just cause he's all about it, man. He, he, he wants to be the best recruiter in the entire country. And, you know, he's, uh, he's definitely relentless. Yeah. I had Rogi, uh, Yogi Roth on the show and that was the first name that he brought up when he was talking about specific yeah. people. He was like, he's really killing it in LA. And, um, yeah, I think recruits and players in general just have such a feel for, reading people right yeah. like they just know they, they know if you're full of it you can't hide it so what would you say and, and the other thing that i you said relentless this was three weeks in a row where somebody said relentless more than one time uh really? it, it no it, it's just it's such a, a true statement that like if you want to win in recruiting you got to be willing to outwork somebody else yeah um, absolutely and i think it, it's probably it's I'm kind of lucky because I'm in central standard time. You yeah. know, you obviously being on the West coast, having to deal with the whole country. I don't <laughs> think people, I don't think people realize like the extent of what relentless actually means when you're yeah. crossing time zones and like, okay, well I can't hit them up at, you know, 7.00 AM my time yeah. because it's going to be, you know, 6.00 AM right now for, for Trey. Um, yeah. What would you say? maybe one or two people, maybe more than two people, who would you, who, who would be your biggest influences in the development of you as a recruiter? I guess I've already kind of touched on USC a little bit, but, you know, just talking about like Tennessee and Liberty, uh, just guys that, you know, first got started with, you know, coach, coach Thickpin, uh, coach Willie Martinez, uh, Robert Gillespie, coach G, um, those guys at Tennessee were awesome. They, uh, they always had juice. Um, you know, they always talked to kids, you know, like they had known them for years. Uh, and that was something, you know, as an unpaid intern, you know, just getting my feet wet, you know, in the college football world, you know, just seeing the way that they reacted and uh, how they talked to kids, you know, easy to relate to um, was awesome. Um, that that left, you know, a huge impact on me, you know, just uh, just being a recruiter. Um, and then also, you know, just thinking outside the box, you know, the Tennessee football staff, top to bottom, 
you know, whether it was our on-campus director or, you know, Bob Bolton, DPP or Matt Wilson, um, you know, all those guys, you know, came up with, you know, really cool ideas. And I think that was uh, something that people always looked at Tennessee a couple of years ago, you know, just, you know, being on the forefront of everything. Um, you know, for example, you know, uh, Coach Thigpen came with the idea, or maybe it was Coach G, uh, came with the idea, you know, there's a, there's a six-year-old sister uh, coming on an OV with a kid. And so he just kind of came up with the idea that, you know, hey, let's, let's make a My Little Pony, uh, you, know, you know, color page, but let's make it Tennessee. So our graphic designer made like a My Little Pony, but had like, you know, a Tennessee tea and, uh, you wow. know, Smokey on there. And uh, we, we got crayons and everything. And, you know, uh, the Friday night dinner and, you know, the first time you ever seen these people, the little sister was having the most fun in the entire world because, you know, she had something to do, you know, while, while the parents were talking in. Uh, while the food was coming out. So it's just, it's just little ideas like that um, that were awesome and made a huge impact. And then uh, just talking about Liberty, uh, probably uh, Coach Marshall Roberts and Coach Wimbo, they were awesome. Um, you know, kind of the SEC, you see, you know, all the, all, the, all the glamour and, you know, all these fancy things that come out, new ideas. But, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, Liberty's not going to compete with Tennessee, the same kids. Uh, it's, just, it's just not going to happen. So you have to come up with other ways, you know, to get a kid. And I think, uh, you know, Coach Roberts and Wimbo, you know, they, uh, they really brought out another side of recruiting that I've never seen. And, you know, it was just simple as, you know, find the right kids for our system. Um, and I already talked about it, but, I mean, that's, that's, that's what they left me with. And, you know, they were just good human beings at the end of the day. You know, they weren't going to push for a kid that's not going to come in and, you know, uh, get other kids out of line or, you know, transfer within a year. Like they're, they're going to come in and get kids that, you know, um, they might be a father figure to, um, they might, you know, share a Bible verse with, they might, you know, uh, you know, call the parents, you know, every other day, even when the kids, uh, you know, a sophomore in college, you know, they're still going to keep their relationship. So, um, you know, both of those guys definitely left and lasting impact, you know, when it comes to just the relationship part of recruiting coloring book thing i have never yeah. heard i have never heard that do you still do that uh to this day um yeah we actually did that at usc um the last i want to say it was the second last week in january because we didn't have a huge recruiting class but we actually did that yeah that was uh, that was pretty cool there's gonna be like an emergence of like coloring books <laughs> across the country or wh whoever listens to the show if you're not doing that for little kids that's awesome yeah What's your process? Like, like, what do you do to, to get better? Like, how do you learn and kind of grow the way you approach this thing? I guess the biggest thing for me and, and honestly was just the way that we were taught at Tennessee, you know, just love watching others and asking questions, man. Um, Matt Wilson, Bob Bolton did a phenomenal job with us. And uh, we did scout school all the time because we were asking too many questions. And <laughs> Bob, Bob wanted to, uh, you know, get everything out, you know, on, on a Wednesday night, you know, instead of, you know, uh, answering, you know, 40 million questions about, you know, how running back does this, does that. So, um, you know, just, just asking questions and learning from other people, um, just the way that we were taught and, you know, everyone has their own niche and, you know, what they're good at, but it doesn't mean that you can't learn from them. That was something that I learned, you know, uh, about recruiting operations. You know, I didn't really want to do that. I didn't really want to do visits, uh, something to help out with, but, you know, just something that I never wanted to be, you know, an on-campus recruiting director. But that didn't stop me from going to, you know, Dana Hibbs or, you know, Kenzie Butler and asking them questions of how to do something. Kenzie and Dana, you know, both sat me down, you know, this is why we do this. Or, you know, Kenzie's taking me, you know, through an official visit and 
how we do, you know, the times, you know, how much time is for dinner, uh, you know, what time, what, what's the amount of time that we need to give an academic counselor, you know, and talk to them. So uh, just learning stuff like that and even coming with social media, that's something I taught myself, you know, at Tennessee and took it to Liberty and just took it to the next level. Uh, just teaching yourself social media, when to post throughout the day, you know, what's the best way to send stuff to kids, you know, how to get the parents involved, uh, whether that's mailers or social media, you know, whatever it is. Um, so just just constantly learning, uh, teaching yourself, but, you know, also learning from people that, you know, are above you or have done it before you got there. And then also, you know, just just learning and growing as a scout, you know, you know, the last couple of weeks I've been going back and watching the LSU football games against Alabama and uh, Clemson, you know, all all those guys getting drafted. So, you know, I would go back and watch those games on YouTube or SEC Network, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, I would watch one play three times in a row, uh, whether that's taking notes or maybe I was just watching the left tackle um, of Alabama, you know, whatever it was, uh, Trevor Lawrence, you know, just his read, you know, what he did at the line of scrimmage. So that's, that's been a lot of fun for me, you know, just watching, you know, best versus best. And then also, I really believe in taking time for yourself. The last couple of years at USC, you know, we've, we've been understaffed, you know, not to make excuses, but, you know, we, we probably had a smaller staff than other power five schools. And, you know, we had a great group of people, but, you know, we were working a ton. Spencer Harris and myself and others were getting there, you know, really early in the morning, you know, 5.30 a.m. and stay until, you know, 9 p.m. every single night. And you're doing that not even through the season, but out of season and in the summer sometimes. I mean, it's, it's definitely going to wear on you. So whether it's, you know, just taking a Sunday to yourself, you know, once you get a staff meeting or, you know, maybe it's, uh, you know, just taking a break, you know, at lunch and walking around campus and maybe trying a new place to eat or, you know, uh, if there's a new guy on staff, you know, taking them um, to go get lunch or, you know, just meeting with a student intern, walking around campus. I mean, definitely, uh, definitely take time for yourself. I think it's huge. Yeah. With being genuine and authentic, being like such an important part of connecting with recruit, like. It's yeah. kind of hard to connect when you're a robot and just yeah. sitting behind a TV screen yeah. watching film all day. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, okay, so like, are you a reader? You listen to podcasts? Yeah. What What are you reading? Listening to? What are you watching right now? Yeah. Do I Do I get extra points if I say that I'm listening to this podcast? Does that work? Uh there's there's no <laughs> scoring system. Come on. <laughs> nah. Um. No. All the time, man. I'm a I'm eat sleep football. So. Um, I definitely use them as time away, uh, you know, to kind of branch out. I know we already talked about it a little bit, but, you know, just kind of branch out and see what's out there, whether it's TV shows or, you know, uh, outdoors going on hikes or, you know, activities, articles, whatever it is. So probably shows, um, probably some other people have said this, but The Last Dance is phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely love that. Outer Banks was a TV show on Netflix that I watched uh, with uh, with uh, three of my sisters. It was okay. Uh, it was just cool because it was, you know, from the South and whatnot. But uh, The Last Kingdom is a show on Netflix that's been good. It's like an old Viking show. Got into that. That was good. Okay. Um, that's, watched, that's, a, uh, that's, a, that's a first recommendation there. There you go. There you go. Yeah, there it was go. good. It's, it's, got, uh, it's got four seasons, I think. Um, and then uh, I, watched, I watched all the John Wick movies nice. recently. Those are, those are phenomenal. So definitely that. Uh, then listening, I mean – Definitely, uh, definitely been listening to this podcast. Uh, there's one that Austin Thomas puts on um, every other Wednesday. Uh, that's been good to listen to. Uh, Move the Sticks, huge Move the Sticks fan. Me and yes. Spencer actually shared an office uh, at USC this past season, and we we had that on all the time, or would talk about it, or, you know, stuff like that. We actually had Bucky Brooks 
uh, come and talk to our uh, um, our student interns. Believe really? it or not, yeah, because their their uh, station, their networks uh, down the street. Yeah, and, Culver, Culver City. Yeah, yep, that's awesome. Yep. So um, we might we might try and get Daniel Jeremiah, but yeah, Bucky actually came in and talked uh, during one of our scout schools, which is pretty cool. But um, and then one one last thing I've been uh, trying out, uh, me and actually a couple other people we work with uh, uh, is uh, yoga. Uh, there's there's a bunch of different apps right now. Um, I know this is probably funny, but there's actually a bunch of different apps that are offering free Zoom yoga sessions, believe it or not. Wow. So, uh, yeah, fr- Friday morning, man, at 930, um, I'm doing yoga and uh, it's been it's been awesome. Me and uh, me and the roommates been doing it. And, you know, if uh, if you're not going to go for the run, you know, that that day, that morning, I mean, it's been it's been awesome to do that. You know, I, I might have to. Me and uh, one of my recruiting interns, we hit the driving range on those mornings. He's out of town oh, nice. this week, so I might have to get my yoga on. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so uh, let's just get into your your football background and, and how you got into this. So I know you played football and basketball, or yeah, football and basketball, team captain uh, in high school. But, you know, what got you into the game? Was it was it McNair? Was it Eddie George? Those days, the Titans, or like, yeah. like, what was your team? When did you fall in love with the game? When did you start really following the sport? Um, believe it or not, it was what took me out of football that got me more into the sport. Um, so when I say that, I mean that my junior year, uh, I was going in um, in in high school, and uh, you know, I was I was going to start for that team on defense, that linebacker. And first hit of fall practice, I go up and uh, one of my uh, cartilage slips out and I'm done for the season. Out. I uh, got a herniated disc. Um, I had nerve damage, uh, you know, running down my legs. And um, it's something that, you know, I've never really covered this day, but I was out for that season and uh, played most of the next season. Um, but, you know, it's, it's that time that took me out that I got to see, you know, uh, what our head trainer did. I got to see, you know, um, what our athletic director did, who is also our team's coordinator. Um, I could see how they, you know, get buses to go to away games. Um, it was just seeing the behind the scenes of football that made me realize that that's what I want to do with my life. Um, so it's kind of, it's kind of a little bit different, but, you know, definitely, uh, um, you know, my, my dad played college football and uh, my granddad actually went to the University of Tennessee and stayed in Neyland Stadium uh, when they had dorms there. So um, def- definitely going to Tennessee football games, you know, was a huge draw for me. And, um, you know, watching Titans and Falcons, that's uh, that's one of the cool things about Chattanooga. It's right in the middle. So um, got to got to see the Falcons playing Titans play all the time. But, yeah, definitely uh, definitely an injury I had my junior football season in high school. Um, made me reflect and, you know, if, if football's taken away what you want to do, well, it was, you know, actually do football for the rest of my life. So. Yeah. That's, cr- that's crazy. Uh, yeah. We actually, we've never talked about this. I had the same thing happen my junior year. Um, really? Not the same exact injury. I had uh, nine stingers in the span of seven days. Wow. And the last one left my, my right arm numb all the way down the top half of my arm. And so I, I missed all of district. I missed playoffs. And it's kind of like what you say, like you don't recognize what goes into it when you're playing. You don't recognize all the the moving pieces until you're you have a chance to step away from it. So yeah, that's crazy. Um, okay, so so going to the balls was kind of like 
your dream school? Was that just like the only school you applied for type type deal heading into college? <laughs> it's uh, it's actually kind of funny. Um, I'm definitely not the smartest one in my family. You know, I got I got an older si- or uh, excuse me, uh, I got three younger sisters, and all of them you know have scored thirty or above on the ACT. And you know, I I tried three times and got a twenty five. So <laughs> I'm definitely not the smartest person in the family. So. Um, I didn't know if I was going to get into Tennessee because they had this huge thing when I was coming out in uh, 2011, uh, just trying to be, you know, a top 25 program, um, excuse me, university. And, you know, I honestly didn't know. So I applied to 12 schools, got into 11 of them. And the one thing, one university I didn't get into was Tennessee. And on, on came uh, uh, graduation in May um, at my high school. And two days before I walked across the stage, um, a guy called me from the University of Tennessee and said, hey, we just had a spot come open. We had you on our wait list. Would you be interested in coming to Tennessee in the fall? And I said, uh, yeah, when do you need me by? So uh, I was ready to go. But uh, yeah, it was a uh, Tennessee was definitely, you know, where I wanted to go. And, um, you know, that's where my granddad went. That's where, you know, I had some other family members go. Um, that's where my sisters kind of followed me um, to go as well. So y'all just bleed, bleed that, that orange. <laughs> yeah, not you'll, you'll, not, not you'll, so much anymore. No. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> I got a, 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 my assistant director, James, he, he's from Tennessee. And when you say UT to somebody from Tennessee, they think of the balls. When you say UT oh, in yeah. Texas, you think of <laughs> university of Texas. So yeah. how did you get involved with the recruiting department? Cause it, it's, it's kind of an interesting, just kind of doing some homework on you. You, you started in marketing, right? Correct. So just talk us through kind of how you got into marketing, how you made the switch to the football side. And really, I'm sure that's probably benefited you a ton as far as really, because at the end of the day, recruiting is yielding players to choose your school, right? Like it, right. there's a, there's such a, a sales, you know, aspect to it because you've got to have the recruit say yes to you. So just talk about you getting involved with marketing and how that helped you make the transition to recruiting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually got my my first start with the uh, Tennessee Fund, um, which is the donor relations and season tickets of the athletic department. Um, that was just a way, you know, to get my foot in the door and uh, was an unpaid intern with them. And, um, you know, we, we did a lot of things, whether it was the fan of the game for basketball or, you know, different, you know, ways to get season tickets up that had a lot to do with marketing. And, uh, that was right when Derek Dooley was leaving the program and coach Jones got hired and everyone support staff coaches, everyone got, got let go. So we had a huge void kind of left in the football office and they, they signed their signing class in uh, February and we helped put that on the Tennessee fund. Um, and I met a guy by the name of Scott Altazer there, who was the director of high school relations. Um, now he's uh, the assistant AD at UT chat and, um, but I met him and, you know, just stayed in contact with him. And when they were finally hiring the recruiting department and, you know, the rest of the support staff, he gave my contact info to Bob Walton. And uh, believe it or not, Bob Walton got hired on a Friday uh, before spring ball. He called me on a Sunday and uh, had my interview over the phone, came in that next week uh, to talk with him. And, uh, you know, he, he hired me there. Um, but on top of, you know, being a unpaid student volunteer with the football team, I also got into marketing. Um, I originally did that, you know, to one, you know, 
finally start getting paid somewhere. <laughs> my dad, yeah. my dad was losing his mind, uh, helped me out, but you know, uh, but it kind of turned into a passion for me, just learning how to do social media, uh, learning how to, you know, it wasn't athletics, but just learning how to recruit just students to come to university. Um, we did a lot of different things, whether it's orientation or we actually helped, um, myself and two other people actually had a huge hand in building the university's uh, campus tour online. And we actually went around and took pictures and gave the descriptions and everything on their, uh, their main university website. Um, so that was, that was a really good experience. And I actually did that for two summers in a row, uh, made really good contacts there. And uh, that, was, that was just really, really cool to see, you know, just different you know, aspects of how to actually recruit and market normal students. And I think that's helped me today, you know, just having, you know, um, a broad, I guess, view and awareness of what all goes on to choosing a school. And like learning how to recruit a regular student and, and the strategies that, that the on-campus people use and yeah. using them as a resource as well. No, that's, Absolutely. that's awesome. Okay. So what, what were some things that you know, kind of help lay the foundation for you to, to leave from that position. Cause I know you, you then transitioned to being a GA once you graduated right. and got your, your undergrad. So um, what did you learn at Tennessee that helped you go and, and take over at Liberty and kind of that process? Because I know at Liberty, you guys had like the highest rate of class in school history, which is, which is awesome. Right. Um, but what were some things that you were able to learn during your time at Tennessee? Yeah. Uh, just going back, you know, the, the teachings of Bob Bolton, Matt Wilson that were there, Brandon Lawson, uh, just guys that came before us. And I know, uh, I know everyone kind of talks about the original group at Alabama. Um, but I feel like Tennessee has a really good group too, you know, whether it's, you know, Bob Bolton and Mark Butler, Kinsey Butler, who are all at, you know, university of Alabama now and, uh, head recruiting roles, uh, Matt Wilson, DPP, uh, Mississippi state, uh, Mike Fiara, you know, uh, assistant DPP, Texas A&M's, uh, Spencer Grubbs, uh, you know, Blake, you know, all those guys that are all around the country, Matt Trancy, Virginia Tech, you know, um, Will, that's at Kansas, you know, we got, we got guys all over the country. So um, it's really cool to see what we did and how everyone's doing it across the country, uh, whether it was, you know, scout school or, you know, being assigned to coach and, you know, helping that coach on social media, but then also, you know, just diving through film, um, you know, the definitely, you know, cutting up film and, uh, just that process day in, day out, you know, wears on you. But I think if you actually take it and learn from it and, you know, actually dive into, you know, what skills you're looking for and proper ways to grade a kid and, you know, even, even input them into your recruiting database. I think that goes, you know, really, really far. But, you know, kind of what I was talking about earlier, you know, not only were we limited to, you know, being assigned to coach or player personnel, but we're also, we're also taught, you know, how to build a roster. We had a huge hand recruiting visits, um, you know, maybe we weren't, you know, helping plan, but we were a huge part in logistics, you know, seeing, seeing everything that went on uh, social media, you know, that was something that uh, myself and a couple others, you know, Spencer, Mike, those guys kind of took a huge role in uh, helping out with coaches, uh, mailers. Um, that was something, you know, um, our graphic designers and Nick and all those guys kind of taught themselves, Spencer kind of taught themselves and, you know, it, it just kind of went from there. It was just, it was a really good group. I mean, just being honest with you, everyone wanted to challenge themselves. And um, we, uh, we were all locked in a room, you know, um, all days of the week, the squad room band, and 
uh, we, uh, we definitely push each other, you know, whether it was Matt Wilson, you know, telling us to do something, but everyone had a different position doing that task. And it was, uh, it wasn't, you know, who was doing it first. It was, you know, who got the, the best quality of guys, um, you know, to present to a head coach or maybe it was the offensive staff watching film or something. Um, it's definitely something that we all did collectively that pushed. And I think that helped us out across the country and, uh, even going to Liberty, you know, I had a ton of experience, you know, as a 23, 24 year old, you know, taking over a recruiting department at Liberty um, and just applying what I learned at Tennessee, you know, in all aspects. And then going to Liberty um, and helping out Matt Bevins and Coach Gill and all those guys. How. OK, so there's so much that I want to ask you just off yeah. of that. You talked about, you know, learning uh, itineraries. Yeah. <laughs> How bad was your first itinerary? Because. I think when, when people don't understand, like you may say a coach is going to talk to a kid for an hour, but it's going to take an hour and a right. half. And then when they're going to leave his office, they're going to take another five minutes, you know, BSing back and forth in the hallway. <laughs> and then some other coach is going to walk up and intercept them. And then you're 30 minutes late to the next meeting. If you, you know, scheduled it right on top of each other. Right. That's, that's a process in and of itself. Like how have you gotten better at planning out visits? Because it, they're so unique to the kid, right? Like, mm -hmm. because if, if the kid's super talkative and he's been there a couple of times, you got to just know they're just going to sit down and have like fireside chat or they're going to talk ball or they're just going to, right. you know, shoot the breeze. So like, how, how has that developed for you as far as planning out visits? Cause I'm sure that's a big part of your role. Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely eye opening, I guess, to see all the the stuff that you have to deal with as an on-campus director, whether it's Dana or Kinsey at Tennessee, um, you know, you might have the best plan in the entire world and then coach Jones approve it. But then you have, you know, half the assistants come in and just tear it up and say, Nope, we're doing it this way. And that's just something that you have to grow up and, you know, okay, cool. Let's do it. You know, uh, you know, next play, move on. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's, uh, that's definitely something that was eye opening, you know, just seeing those coaches at Tennessee, you know, just, you know, uh, you know, Coach Stig loved to talk and he would always go go over. Um, but then you have, you know, uh, Willie Martinez, who, you know, would always be, you know, five minutes early um, and have the entire family with him doing everything. So um, it was definitely something you, you had to adjust to. But then also, you know, just being at Liberty, uh, you know, Matt Bevins was absolutely phenomenal at visits and helping with tours. So it was something that, you know, I can even, you know, teach him how we did things at Tennessee so as far as a format. And he took it and ran with it and made it his own. So, um, and then I would help give those tours as well. So I think it was just at Liberty coming from Tennessee, it was just both of us working together. Uh, Bevins is absolutely phenomenal at what he does. And uh, he was, whether it's high school relations or on campus, he was killing it, man. So um, there wasn't, you know, so much that I had to do to, um, it, it was, it was, it was more to get out of his way, but, you know, it was also something that, uh, format wise, or maybe it's, you know, out of the box ideas, or, you know, maybe a different tour that made more sense at Tennessee, um, you know, made things more efficient at Liberty. So uh, just different experiences and, you know, de definitely working with the coaches because all, all coaches are going to be different no matter where you go. And, and with that clearly defined roles, and you talked about, you know, guys being assigned to coaches and you're talking about Matt and how he's able to excel in that arena, you know, and everybody has their own niche in recruiting and, and we'll get into kind of the staff formation at, at USC. Cause it's really interesting that the titles that y'all have and how many people are involved in your recruiting, but um, how do you go about when, when you're, 
you know, a part of a staff figuring out which, what, what skill sets uh, the interns have and where they should be, you know, assigned and how to maximize their ability. How do you do that? Like, what's your, what's your process for it? Because just in, in my shoes, like the thing that I love to do is kind of expose these guys to everything at the start. And okay. normally the best time to do that is either in spring ball when they're just joining the program, or if you're in fall camp and getting them around players, getting them around coaches, getting them around film, getting them around social media and seeing kind of, okay, how do they react? You know, who takes initiative and what angles? And then you kind of stack a board more or less of the categories. That's how I approach it. But I'm just curious yeah. to, to know, cause you've been a part of some big staffs. You've been, you've yeah. been one of those interns at, you know, Tennessee working your way up there. And, you know, you've been on your own at, at Liberty and obviously now at USC, but how do you approach that? Yeah. So, uh, that was definitely one of the cool things about Tennessee, you know, uh, it was cool to see how Brandon Lawson did it. And then it was cool to see how Matt Wilson did it. Um, and even after Matt Wilson left, there's a period where, you know, it was just, you know, a couple of the older guys that had to bring in new guys and teach them how to do it before, uh, uh Mark Butler got hired. So, um, it's just one of those things where, you know, I think it's, it's best to do multiple interviews, uh, whether it's talking on the phone and then bringing a kid in, you know, just to see what he's about, uh, his background, all that kind of stuff. But whenever someone joins your program, you definitely want to, you know, take them through multiple tutorials of how to do things. Um, and I tell kids all the time, like I'll, I'll have a meeting on the first day and kind of tell them, you know, our expectations, whether it's dress code or, how to act in the office, and then I'll have someone give them a tour of the facility. I'll have someone give them, you know, the names and maybe a document, you know, of, uh, you know, everyone that works full time in the football department. Um, and then the next time they come in, I might have them show one of our uh, paid interns around, you know, just to see if they, you know, could remember things. Um, but also, you know, we don't, I say that, but we don't expect them to memorize everything the first time. And I think it's really good to start them off slow, whether it's just cutting film, you know, maybe, maybe we just do one game and they sit through with, you know, one of our older interns. Um, or maybe it's, you know, maybe they're just doing a side project for us with, you know, a Google doc or something that they're comfortable with, you know, um, and then we can work our way up to, you know, Hey, we're going to give you this project. We need to put info into radar. Uh, just just things like that, just starting off slow. And then eventually, once they're comfortable, and they can do, you know, three hit tapes of one kid, you know, uh, in, in one shift that they're in, you know, okay, once you get that done, we'll bump you up and, you know, give you a side project for an assistant coach. And once they're comfortable with that, and know how to input stuff into our recruiting database, and uh, how to effectively communicate with us and all that fun stuff, you know, eventually, we'll bump them up to, you know, doing something else, maybe they're helping us lead a visit. Um, I know that's kind of changed recently, but, you know, maybe they're just helping with the logistics of, you know, setting up a hotel room, you know, whatever it is, uh, just giving them more importance and, um, you know, different roles um, to be creative, be, you know, just fit different needs for a program uh, that maybe that we don't have the staff to. But definitely, uh, I, th I think peer, you know, just having different people in there, you know, just pushing each other and, uh, you know, maybe having an older student intern just taking one kid along and, you know, having scout school, just different things to grow them, you know, maybe not when they first, first get there, but maybe after, you know, two months and they're comfortable, yeah. they, they know everybody, they know how we operate, then we can start to grow and develop, 
you know, who actually wants to be successful in football. Do you guys do like the scout school one day yeah. a week? Like do you have it at the same time every single week? Like how do you structure it? Yeah. So this past fall, we did it on Fridays uh, just because if it was before a home game and it was easy um, or if it was an away game, um, we typically had it, you know, the staff would come in later. So we had, you know, the entire staff room to use. So uh, we did it, you know, every other Friday. That was just a good time. Um, a lot of people know this, but USC is, you know, uh, top 15 academic school, you know, in the entire country. So um, it's really hard to get guys that are committed and motivated, you know, uh, whenever we first got there. So um, it's been good to turn that around. But, you know, majority of these kids are going to USC for academics. You know, uh, my first year when I got there, man, like there was a kid that had an internship with Google. There's another kid that, wow. you know, he was helping us out, you know, his second semester, but he was leaving to go be, you know, one of the higher ups at Nike, you know, coming out of college. And I was like, you know, I was like, okay, you know, this, this is definitely, definitely a little bit different. Um, I got two kids uh, going into med school. So, I mean, it's wow. crazy, man. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, uh, I know probably, you know, some people at Vandy and uh, Duke and, you know, Wake Forest, people like that, uh, programs like that. I mean, just, it's, it's hard to find, you know, committed student interns when it comes to athletics and even the football department. But I think you don't have, to have someone that wants to be in sports to be a good student intern for you. Correct. Um, you know, that's, that's definitely something you look for. You, you want someone that knows recruiting and maybe has a dream of being an NFL scout, but you know, that's not a requirement. You know, I've had several people, we had a guy at Tennessee named Logan um, who had no desire ever to be in football, but he wanted to help the team because that's what he cared about. And he, he's making more money than half of us right now <laughs> as a financial advisor in Knoxville. So, um, and he, he was one of the better interns we had just cause he cared and he did everything the right way and he pushed others. So um, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a different dynamic for sure. Yeah. We had one like that. His name was Ray Claridge and he interviewed, he was the only one that showed up like suit tie, <laughs> like, like dressed up. You're like, Whoa. And you get a yeah. resume and he had worked two training camps with the Texans. And we're like, dude, like, what are you, what are you doing here? Yeah. And he's like, I want the experience of working in operations. And he's like, I don't want to watch a single clip of game film, but I'll do anything operationally that you need. And he was the absolute, it was like having a yeah. second on campus recruiting coordinator. So no, that's, that's so true is because you can take so many different skill sets because it's not just watching film. It's, you know, being the advanced crew, you know, setting up the visit, you know, right. communicating the logistics to, you know, scheduling, meeting times with academic people or whoever you're dealing with. Cause there's just so many layers to what we do. So just to step back on Liberty one second, um, yeah. how big was your staff? What did your staff look like? Uh, as far as a recruiting department? Yeah. There's just two of us. So yeah. How, how challenging was that? And was it, was it, uh, obviously it was probably took a lot more time, but was it more enjoyable to kind of get, you know, stick to the basics and still be involved with the ground floor level of finding the guys, evaluating guys and talking yeah. to them? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's, uh, I, I tell people this all the time. I mean, if I didn't have the experience that I did at Liberty, I would not have been nearly as impactful or effective at USC. Um, I, I tell people all the time um, and Spencer Grubbs at Austin P can attest to this. I mean, just going to a smaller school, you know, not a power five stepping down, you know, just a, you know, 
a group of five, you know, FBS school, or maybe it's a top tier FCS school, uh, you know, whatever it is. I mean, there's so much more you do that is going to help you in the long run. I mean, it's, it's incredible. And I know you probably had this at Rice, but I mean, it's, it's unbelievable all the things that you have your hands on. Um, you know, that was, that was one of the cool things, you know, uh, going back to social media. I mean, Liberty didn't have a social media department. Uh, so just my experience at Tennessee, you know, just seeing BFL films and uh, the way that Mercy, you know, ran our Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. I mean, that was something that I, I could help out with because I had experience with it. So I got to help out, you know, from ground floor up, uh, just doing social media and, you know, hey, this is, when you do this, uh, you know, send a DM to a kid at this time, you know, maybe, maybe we don't have the recruiting budget to send mail, but sending a DM is free. You know, so just just finding different ways, um, you know, to recruit with a with a lower budget. You know, there's it was definitely an, an adjustment period uh, when I first got there because it was like, hey, I got this great idea to you know get a tent outside in the middle of the summer and have a, a huge junior day, and then you know the head ops guys looking at me is like, yeah, Trey, we uh, we are not Tennessee, we can't do that. So you know, it's uh, <laughs> it was it was definitely an adjustment period, and um, you know, you're not going to compete with other schools with, with your budget budget. Sometimes now we were, we were lucky at Liberty with the facilities and uh, the supports from the academic staff, the athletic, you know, administration, you know, all the people that were, um, a part of the program, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a little bit different, but, you know, also, you know, on top of, you know, cutting film and doing evaluations and running the database and all that fun stuff, you know, I was helping out with the visits. I was helping out with, you know, our creative department, uh, graphic designs, all that stuff, you know, um, you know, I was, I was standing on the sideline live tweeting football games, you know, with, with Matt Bevins and Isaac Apon. So, I mean, that's something that's never going to be in my job description, but I was running our Twitter account, you know, during the middle of the game. You were running the main, the you were running the main account. Yeah. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's definitely something that's not going to be in your job description, but you know, it's, uh, it's something that, you know, we were doing a Liberty, we were doing a successful, um, you know, had, had the highest rated, you know, signing class in school history when we were there. And they've kind of built on that and they've been killing it since uh, with that entire crew. Um, but, you know, just taking that, going to USC and kind of doing the same thing. So, yeah. And and talking about USC, you, you joined as assistant DPP and you kind of saw an overhaul of that recruiting department. How mm-hmm. how has it shifted? Um how unique is the setup? Because, you know, you've got a DPP, you've got, you know, you talked about Gavin Morris, you know, being obviously he's player development, but he's very involved. You've got an on-campus person. You have so many different components. Um, What does that department look like? Just give us like the 10,000 feet elevation synopsis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That was something that, you know, if it wasn't for, you know, Brandon Sosna and, 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 and Spencer Harris, man, I mean, they, they've completely bought in and, overhauled the recruiting department you know uh whenever i first got there it was uh eric ziskin who i actually still live with believe it or not uh never moved out when uh when he actually hired me uh from nice. liberty and yeah live with uh live live with him and kaiser his wife um uh, down there in redondo beach so um but yeah it was uh, it was me him gavin was there uh rios uh, was our on-campus coordinator he was there um but he actually left my first month there so i, I barely got to work with rios so you're, you have three full-time people plus, you know, a graphic designer in Ryan Miller. And that was our recruiting part. Um, we, we had a godsend and probably the perfect example of what it means to be a student intern, work your way up, GA to full-time is uh, 
uh, Drew Fox. And if he wasn't there, we, we would have been, you know, definitely screwed and stretched thin. And, you know, it was a, it was a lot of, you know, long days, you know, being there, um, especially when easy left and it was uh, even fewer of us, but yeah, we had, uh, we had Kelsey Winkle come on staff to lead up our, uh, um, our on-campus recruiting efforts. And uh, we ended up, you know, bringing in Spencer and Spencer has been absolutely incredible turned around our program as far as the recruiting department and, you know, just making really good decisions when it comes to building a football team. Um, and then we, we, ha- we brought in uh, two video guys, Jacob and Will um, from LSU. Uh, those guys are absolutely phenomenal, best there is. So we're extremely excited about them. We bumped up Drew Fox to full-time. He's now the assistant TPP. Uh, brought in Armand Hawkins uh, to help out Gavin and Kelsey with recruiting um, visits and also, you know, just setting up communication. Um, and then we're actually going to hire a brand manager uh, to run on the social media accounts. Uh, take that off my plate. Um, so yeah, we're going to have two graphic designers, got Alex uh, Verdugo and uh, still looking for one more and the uh, brand manager spot. So we're, uh, we're going, you know, from four or five full-time people, um, including the creatives to 11. So we're, uh, we're definitely doubling up and, you know, approaching this like a big time power five football program. That's awesome. And yeah. the, the thing that you're talking about with the brand manager kind of yeah. a, a role for that and, you know, the social and um, the visual content and, and just managing that it's such a key part. Cause at the end of the day, that's where every recruit is, right? Like yeah. every recruit is on their phone a lot. Like it just is a fact we're on our phones a lot. Right. Um, so it's just kind of the simple marketing rule of go to where your customers are exactly. with kind of the topic of the week. I was kind of kicking around some ideas just, just because, um, you know, we could cover so much and we've talked a little bit about personnel, you know, the marketing side, social media operations, recruiting strategy, but, you know, I really kind of think of it. It's, it's, it's like your game planning. You've talked about, you know, you got to go to your call sheet and go to the yeah. next one on the list when it comes to visits, right? So you've got to have plan yeah. A, plan B, plan C, plan D. Like, what if the head coach doesn't like this? Okay, then what's my next go-to move? And just talk about, I guess, let's just start out with your position first because it's such a, a unique title, the, the recruiting strategy. Yeah. And I know you also, you're director of scouting and recruiting strategy. I've only seen recruiting strategy from uh, Marshall over at Cal. Um, yeah. It's kind of a new title and there, there's it, I think it's just going to continue to develop like that because there's so many angles to recruiting but you know is that an even 50 50 split for you as far as the scouting and the, the strategy side because um, like I'm, I'm just curious to know what your day-to-day is and what that role looks like yeah um, best thing about the day-to-day and you know why I love being in this business is that you know one day is not going to be the same as next so um, you know the the past couple of years it's probably been 50, 50, just doing player personnel and, you know, social media and, you know, just, just helping out with all that, um, with all the people that we're bringing in, that's finally, you know, going to be taken off my plate. Um, so I won't be doing a whole lot of that anymore, but, you know, running, running the football accounts, you know, just having a plan, um, that's been a, a, a huge thing for us, um, uh, and myself personally, the last couple of years. Um, but I think just coming in and, Eric Ziskin and uh, now Spencer kind of, you know, gave me their blessing, you know, to go out and, you know, find, find cool ideas um, that we can take and run with, you know, whether it's a personalized graphic or maybe it's something to post or, uh, you know, new mailers, you know, uh, help out, you know, with the look of our credentials. 
during the football season. Um, maybe it's, you know, to get new props or, you know, whatever it is for a photo shoot. Um, you know, just, uh, you know, just coming up with new ideas of how to effectively recruit a prospect, um, not only when they're on campus, but then also, you know, when they're at home, you know, laying in bed and, you know, they, they get a DM or, you know, maybe it's an informational piece in the mail to the parents, um, you know, just come up with different ways to strategize and just be effective. And, you know, I know, I know mail is a little old school, but when you take the approach of, you know, maybe you have clear envelopes um, that they can see right through instead of getting something and throwing it, you know, away. Uh, maybe it's not even in an envelope and you're sending something with a graphic on it, or maybe it's a camp invite and it's just like, um, uh, you know, a piece of paper that they get. It's like a postcard. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. um, you know, just, just doing little things like that to be effective and, uh, just trying to be cutting edge and, you know, and just, uh, just have the entire family at mind, uh, whenever you're actually recruiting the kid. If you're trying to be cutting edge, you got to think outside the box a lot, I'm sure. So yeah. are there, uh, do you follow like college basketball recruiting or other, um, you know, other sports in recruiting and like, how do yeah. you, how do you kind of stay fresh with all that? Because a, a lot of times it's just white noise. You see it, yeah. you, you see the same stuff floating around on Twitter. Um, how do you kind of separate that? Yeah. Um, I'm a huge fan of seeing what other teams do. You know, uh, Skull Sparks is absolutely incredible. Just following that and uh, just seeing what other teams are doing, what other creatives are doing around the entire country. I think seeing what other sports are doing, you know, not only across the country, but maybe even, you know, across campus. You know, seeing see what, you know, USC women's basketball is putting out. Uh, seeing what, you know, our legendary track coach is, you know, saying on Twitter. Um, you know, just just trying to see what everyone's doing. But then at the, at the end of the day, just making your own. Um, a lot of, a lot of people, you know, try and be copycat and that's fine. But at the end of the day, you know, you gotta, you gotta make sure that your brand is out there. And whenever you see a piece come out from USC, you gotta recognize our colors. You gotta recognize our font. You gotta recognize that that's, you know, that's an SC logo, you know? So, um, while it's cool to see what the entire country is doing, I think it's really unique to have, you know, your own theme, your own brand, your own, you know, calling card when it comes to, you know, what you're about. It's so important to make sure, okay, yeah, this is a cool idea. Yeah. Does, is this us? Like, yeah. is this, is this what we've been pushing? Because then, you know, if it doesn't match up with what you've been telling a kid, then he's kind of like, wait, are you this or are you that? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So then I guess from the ground floor, when you start to recruit a kid, you talked about making sure that you do your homework and you know, the background what are the first questions that you're asking and how do you build that game plan of, okay, this is how I'm going to attack this kid because every, every recruit has a different story. Every, every kid's going to have a different, um, like you said, you know, the champion is so important, but right. in terms of, you know, putting that foundational level together and, and having a plan, what's your process for approaching that? Yeah. And that's definitely not going to happen. You know, your first phone call with the kid, maybe in like, you know, a couple phone calls, it's going to get to that point. Um, you know, that's, that's why, you know, Gavin Morris, Kelsey, uh, Armand, you know, those guys are so good. Dante, um, you know, KC, you know, those guys are so good, you know, just cause they get to know the kid better than, you know, a, you know, maybe even his teammates on his team, um, you know, just see what they're about. Um, I do, I do think, you know, doing your background research, whether it's, you know, following them on Instagram and seeing what they're posting or, 
um, you know, maybe it's on Twitter and, you know, just going through, seeing what pictures um, they posted from other visits or uh, what they're retweeting, what they're about. Um, you know, it's, it's easy, you know, to jump on the last dance and see everyone, you know, talking about Jordans or, you know, something like that. So I think just picking up little hints um, is incredible. And that's something that you always need to log. So, you know, Coach Helton, you know, has background info. It's in the database. He knows when he calls this kid up for the first time, he's got a talking point. Um, but then also, you know, uh, the kid does other sports, knowing about that as well. Um, but I think, I think eventually when you have two phone calls, three phone calls, get a kid on campus, maybe he comes back with his parents, you know, just learning what he's about as a human, as an individual. Um, you know, whether it's, you know, what he wants to study or maybe, you know, just ask him, you know, personal questions, you know, um, just things that everyone agrees on, you know, what do you like to eat? You know, what do you like to, you know, do outside football, you know, just different things like that. Um, and I know, I know that's kind of basic, um, but, you know, just, just learning all the in, individual things that the, that the kid does, you know, maybe, maybe a joke pops up and, you know, he, his, his eyes light up about, you know, a certain subject, whether it's, you know, you know, maybe, maybe you got a kid in South that likes, uh, that likes, you know, hunting a NASCAR, or maybe you got a kid out West that, you know, likes, you know, YG or something. So, um, all those things can, you know, turn into a graphic, you know, you never know. Um, or maybe coach Elton, you know, talks to their dad about it, you know, see what the kid's up to. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely, I know all that stuff's kind of basic, but, you know, just building, you know, something that you can, you know, have a coach talk to, you know, having something, you know, maybe special on their official visit. You know, just just having little things that you take from all the aspects of recruiting, whether it's phone calls or having them on campus, that then, you know, you know, your head coach or the official visit kind of mirrors what the kid's into. Yeah. No, and I think it's it's so important because every single kid's going to have, you know, something that they're passionate about. I think that's so, so huge in the process. Like some kids would be into anime and I'm like, I'm completely out yeah. of my realm. Right. But I know. Yeah what kids on the team are in anime. So like, it's easy to, it, it really helps. I think what, what you were talking about at the end, it's like, that's going to help you so much on the official business side of things. Like parents kids up with the right people. Um, the thing that I wanted to ask you, this is a selfish question. There's multiple visits, right? You know, in, in a normal world, you get them for, you know, a game day, their junior year, and then you get them back on campus for a junior day and get them back on campus for spring, you know, practice, get them on campus for a spring game, get them back for camp, get them back for another game, their senior year. And then the conclusion being the official visit, unless you trip them in spring, which I don't do, but you might do. Um, how do you create a progression of like making it, Dif not different, but engaging in different ways. Right. The more times you get on campus, instead of keeping it the same repetitive visit, because I think that's something that's really easy to fall into. Yeah. If you just go and say, all right, I'm just going to check a box off. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think, I think that's, that's the biggest difference from a place like, you know, Nebraska, you know, that's, that's, you know, hours away from, you know, a, a recruiting hotspot. And then being in LA, you know, like I said, there's a five-star down the street every single year. Um, you know, the top quarterback in the country is going to be from LA every single year. So um, it's just one of those things where you just have to learn to adapt and, um, you know, just make every visit a little bit different, but, you know, not too different that, you know, they're going to be bored the next time they come back. 
Um, and I think, you know, without, without giving away, you know, too many hints and uh, what we do, you know, whether it's, you know, changing a location of where you eat, I think is huge. Um, maybe having their interaction with the team a little bit different is huge. You know, whether they're, uh, they're, you know, on their official visit taking part in a team meal, or maybe, you know, the next time they come on campus, you know, going on um, our university village is what we call it. And there's uh, there's a bunch of restaurants down there for all the students and maybe having a player, you know, join us. Uh, something like that. Um, but then also, you know, same thing with meals, also photo shoots. You know, we, we have about eight, nine different spots that we go and take pictures. Uh, maybe, you know, instead of wearing Cardinal this time, you know, let's, let's go ahead and put them in a white jersey, you know, the next time. So just doing little things like that is huge, I think. But then also every single time, you don't want it to be the same. You know, you don't want to have, you know, 18 position meetings with the same coach, you know, maybe, maybe next time they come on campus, they're meeting with the office coordinator instead of just wider receivers coach, you know, maybe next time they're coming on campus, they don't meet with the coach at all. You know, uh, you know, it's, this definitely differs from, you know, guys in LA compared to maybe a kid in Maryland that you're recruiting. Uh, you're going to want to knock it out of the park and, you know, leave, leave something open for their official visit, but you know, you want to make sure that they get the full scope of USC. And that, I think that's something that Coach Elton does a really good job of. Coach Elton has, you know, three, four different presentations that he does, whether it's just sitting down with them or maybe it's academics or maybe it's, you know, being Trojan made, Trojan for life. You know, just different things that you can do with the family, different things that you can do on campus, uh, photo shoots, meals, just making everything a little bit different. Even uh, um, I know there's there's been one time we've brought in a kid different into the football facility where the first time we brought him in, you know, first floor walking up the steps. And second time we're going in uh, the backside of the facility where we have our sword um, sticking out um, that all the, uh, um, all the student athletes hit before they go out to practice. We brought him in that way and they brought him up the elevator to the second floor. So just, just little things like that. Yeah. I think it's huge. I like that. Especially the, um, everybody wants a different photo shoot every time they come. So, you know, um, before we get into the, the final three questions and dude, I, again, I really appreciate you making time for us. Um, yeah. This is a couple questions from our listeners. Um, so what if, and this is totally, you know, kind of a little bit off topic, but still applies. What if an athlete checks off all the boxes physically, but in terms of skill set and the position uh, may not be a scheme fit or a position of need, right? Is there any leeway given to those guys that, you know, we would call, best player available in the NFL draft. Um, You know, how do you approach that? That's the beauty of uh, being in LA. You know, you're, you're going to have to turn down a lot of kids. I mean, that's just the way it is. And I know Gavin Morris kind of touched on this on uh, uh, our signing day piece. You know, we only signed 13 kids last season. We only had 13 scholarships, you know? So a lot of people were giving us crap around the country that we had a terrible class. Well, we also signed the least amount of kids (laughs) uh, in power five. So, we had to be really picky. We had to be, you know, we had to do our research, you know, take our time on guys. And yeah, uh, with, we were switching offensive schemes this year, we're switching defensive schemes. So we're going to have some overhaul, you know, it's just the way it is. You know, two years ago, we took, uh, you know, two corners that, you know, were super fast, super quick um, and kind of fit what we did, you know, uh, with our nickel or maybe it was a certain, you know, package. But now this year, you know, we're trying to get guys that are six foot up, 
you know? Um, so it's just, it's, you're definitely gonna have to change your class to what your schemes are for sure. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, if, if you have a kid that's, uh, you know, let's just say offense lineman, that's, you know, 6'6", 280, but you see enough in camp, you see enough in the spring evaluation, um, whenever you go out on the road now, um, that you can be like, you know what, hey, this guy's going to be a project, you know, um, is he going to come in his first year, his first two years and compete for a starting job? Eh, maybe, you know, he's probably going to redshirt, but in three years, is, is this dude going to be a baller? Yeah, he, he definitely has that makeup. So yeah, that's, that's definitely a kid that you might take, you know, over a guy that, you know, is shorter or it doesn't quite meet your attributes, but maybe is a better senior fit. So, um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely, I think just doing your background research. And I think that's all the coaches that we have now, um, our new staff just buying in and accepting, you know, Hey, we got to get the best players for USC, you know, uh, connections are great. And, you know, just having guys from LA is great. But at the end of the day, you know, if there's a kid in Texas, that's going to help us win a national championship. Well, we better have this kid on our team. So, um, it's, it's just the way you go about it. I think, um, it's definitely changed, you know, in the three classes that I've been a part of for sure. Um, three going on this one. Um, so it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely scheme is probably number one. Um, but then also, you know, if you have a six, six, two eighty offense lineman, um, that's super athletic and, you know, you want to take a chance on him, you know, for sure. He's probably going to find a spot in your class. Yeah. You guys got a good, uh, you got, you got a really good Houston recruiter, uh, coach Nivar. He, he yeah. was with us at Houston. Coach Nive. Yeah. He's, he's awesome. And, um, yeah. also coach Orlando worked with him at Houston as well. So yeah. I love, I love those two guys. They're, uh, they're a little bit different, you know, <laughs> they're, they're they, very different personality. Wise. <laughs> uh, they, they it, love it, recruiting, man, though. It's they, awesome. They sure do. And yeah. then the last question, it was a little more detailed on the front half and I've, I've already kind of covered a little bit of, you know, what we look for in the high academic model. So I'm not going to touch on the first half of the question, but the second half, he just said, you know, point blank, how do academics play a role in evaluating the character of a prospect? And this kind of goes back into, you know, the background research that you guys do. But, you know, I'm also curious, you know, from your standpoint, you talked about how high quality, you know, top 15, top 25, you know, academic university that USC is. I mean, I don't think most people realize like it's a private school, like it's, you know, definitely a prestigious place academically. So, What's that uh, approach for y'all as far as evaluating the academics? Yeah, it's, uh, it's something that, you know, uh, touch on them again. Drew Fox has done a you know, phenomenal job with helping us with academics and um, kind of the same thing as everyone else. You know, two years ago when we first got here, we were all doing a bunch of different jobs. And, um, Drew took it upon himself to teach himself how to, you know, read transcripts and do academics and uh, be the liaison, you know, when we had, you know, a bunch of stuff going on with, within the uh, athletic department. So I think, you know, having, you know, whenever you first get a kid, you offer a kid, a kid commits, you know, um, we go months, months in advance, even before spring evaluation, trying to get transcripts. That's just a part of life, you know. Um, Same thing with, you know, turning down kids because of scholarships. I mean, we've turned down a lot of kids just because they're not going to get into school here. Um, you know, we, we probably don't recruit junior colleges as much here just because it's hard for those credits to transfer into our academic programs, you know? So it is what it is. Um, There's definitely something different here and, you know, at Rice and Duke and all these other schools that, you know, is going to be a lot harder. Um, But I think, you know, having a good plan for each kid is going to be huge. 
you know, uh, whether it's a mid-year or coming in, you know, in the summer, um, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely going to be harder for kids to be mid-years and get into school here. But I think having a good academic game plan for them and their family when they come on visits here and showing them, hey, you know, this is a really good school and, you know, it's extremely hard to get into and, you know, all this stuff, but showing them, hey, this is how we're going to help you. This is how you're going to be successful when you're a student here. This is the academic help and uh, tutors that are going to help you when your son gets here. Um, so I think just just having a really good game plan set out for them is absolutely huge. And, you know, it helps out a ton. But, you know, going back to your point, I think just doing your background research, getting transcripts, identifying what classes the kid is taking at, you know, a modern day or Bosco, you know, whatever it is. Um, just identifying what kind of classes the kid's taking and how that relates to USC standards goes a huge way. And just to, to tag on with that, I think you, you learn a lot by looking at the big picture of it. Okay, how were they as a student freshman year versus where they are now as a junior going right. into senior year? The progression, are they getting progressively better? Are they taking harder classes? Are they taking less honors and still struggling? Right. Because you can kind of read into their development from a mental standpoint. And, um, you know, you can also see the guys that are taking, you know, high school level courses as uh, junior high kids. And that's yeah. impressive to me. I like that, you know, from, from our standpoint at a high academic. So um, I, I'm going to let you go in a second. Last three questions. Yeah. One word of advice for recruits, parents, and coaches. Um, probably use the most of your time. Use it wisely. Um, you know, probably, uh, you know, whether it's high school coaches driving kids to campus or, you know, maybe it's, uh, you know, families travel, travel around the country for visits. You know, if uh, let's just say, you know, Alabama, you know, if 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 Alabama sent you one piece of mail and you're a senior and you're going out of your way to go to an Alabama football game in the fall, well, you're wasting an opportunity to go to, you know, a school that actually has offered you a scholarship but wants you. Um, so definitely use your time wisely, um, you know, especially where we are now and you can't go on summer visits and all this stuff. I mean, you know, spots are filling up. I mean, just being honest, I mean, the entire country, you're seeing, you know, crazy amount of committed kids around the entire country. And um, I think, you know, just seeing who wants you and seeing what your best fit is, is incredible. Um, but then also, you know, not wasting that college, uh, you know, time and effort as well. You know, um, that's been the issue with us. You know, every, everyone wants to come to L.A. You know, it's uh, 75 degrees and sunny every one day with no humidity. And they want to come and see the Hollywood sign and the beaches. Well, that's cool and all. But, you know, um, I'm, waste, I'm wasting my time if that's all you're here for. You know, you're taking time away from our coaches' families. You know, uh, we can't have a meal with, you know, our wives and children and, uh, you know, whoever else it is um, because you're coming out here and, you're not even interested in USC, you know, we're, we're not going to make your top eight schools, you know? So, um, it, it's, it's definitely a two way street. Uh, just be mindful of that. Um, but then also, you know, just go, go where you're wanted. I think is the biggest thing. I had a cousin go to Wake Forest to play wide receiver. And, um, my youngest sister right now is being recruited for volleyball. And that's, that was both my, um, advice for them was just, you know, Hey, who's, who's active, who's actively recruiting you? who's actively, you know, wants you on the roster and, you know, just uh, go where you're needed. Um, you know, it's, it's always nice to be wanted, but, you know, it's always, uh, 
it's always better to be needed. So um, definitely, definitely use your time wisely. Wanted and needed. I like that. Well, where can, uh, where can our listeners follow you and uh, stay up to date with all the stuff that you guys are putting out at USC? You can follow our main accounts. Uh, we got USC underscore FB is our main Twitter handle, uh, USC dot FB on uh, Instagram. We got, we got a lot of cool things that we're doing, um, um, getting all these new guys in here. And Dugo has been killing it. Uh, both our video guys from LSU have been killing it. Um, they've been doing a fun job. And then uh, I guess for me, uh, 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 this is Trey J on Twitter. Got so, it. So, yeah, you can, you can follow me on there. I'll be, uh, I'll be recruiting for the Trojans. Awesome. <laughs> Well, I appreciate you for taking time to uh, chat with us and uh, yeah. look forward to staying in touch, man. Yeah, sounds good, man. And hey, keep, keep up the good work, man. I've been, I've been listening every week. It's been fun. Awesome. I appreciate you. Okay. Have a good one. You too.